Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers fall and wide welcome in to episode number 183 of the talking the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Wednesday of bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time today like I just had to, December the 15th, 2021. Now we have an absolutely jam-packed middle-of-the-week episode filled with nothing but knowledge, insights, analysis, and you know, of course, of course, the occasional rabbit hole or two. But before we dive into all of that nonsense, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew but if you are watching on uh one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that uh subscribe button like button follow button there so you never miss any of our additional social media content and one final group of human beings we never forget about if you are listening to the TTL pod on your favorite podcast directory. Make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already as we always release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket. You could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so. You got an extra second while you're sitting here watching today's show. Hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. Maybe hit that share button. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you, but you refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate, and they like doing the same things we do, and that is bankrupting these books. Because, my friends, when you do those things, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger, better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, before we get on into it. Head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, the uh, TTL Cruise social platforms, and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode 183 of the TTL Pod. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Cap'n Colt Sroka. And I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and hang out with me and my partner on this gorgeous Wednesday of bets. Uh, talk a little bullshit in between, dive into some rabbit holes as per usual. 
no more time to hesitate, no more time to delay. I have mentioned the crew, us, and now partner one too many times without acknowledging the second man that is always gracing us with his presence on this here podcast and as well as the Wise Words podcast that drops today for my first shameless plug of the day at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time right after this here show as well as the co-host of the Cup of Joe on Campus podcast every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Without further ado, my friends, he's here, he's ready to rock and roll, and you know him as the man. The myth and the degenerate gambling legend, but we can't ever forget during this time of the year, the TTL's resident Southsider and absolute cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing a fantastic on this. Beautiful Wednesday here in the windy, windy city. It is uh, both windy and actually beautiful here in December, mm. my friend. I don't know if the apocalypse mm. is going on, but it is 60 degrees here in December in Chicago. Uh, that is not uh, something that we are typically keen to see. And so I don't know what the hell's going on today and tomorrow, but uh, I, I, shorts coming out. I'm headed. I don't know if we need to head to the beach. I don't know, man, but uh, busting out the sunscreen today. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, sunscreen is out of the closet. Uh, cooler is down from the top rack on the Ooh. shelf where it usually gets put up for uh, December. Maybe your boy does a little bit of work this afternoon with uh, ice cold cooler full of Bud Lights, <laughs> and uh, you know maybe a little uh, wood and a little bit a uh, <laughs> little bit of outside action. It is uh, last time I looked, it's pretty damn overcast. I think there's going to be some yeah. rain and shit for all of you uh, listeners in the uh, Illinois or Windy City area. Going to be some early showers this morning into the early afternoon, and then it looks like uh, noon, one, two o'clock. It is going to be. Beautiful. Are we weatherman? Are we weatherman? Uh, um, you know, who's to say? I don't know. Maybe I check the app from time to time. Maybe <laughs> this is how we start the show from here on out. You know, just like the coffee shit started, this is how the weather thing starts. I don't know who's to say who are we, Mags. What I do know and what I can say is uh, we had a hell of a day yesterday across Did the we? board, bankrupting the fucking books. So, my friends, we are a full transparency show. And sometimes we ask you to judge us by our losers. Most of the time by our winners because we love cash and tickets. But when you have to judge us by our losers, please do so with a tongue-in-cheek matter because we have so few of them, sons of bitches, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, it was the same story. The same story, Mr. Yesterday. Shout out to my man, Miguelito, uh, one of the car preps when I used to hey, uh, hey. work at the Green Machine Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Shout out. All right, here we go, Rika. Hey, show full of rabbit holes today, my friends. You better lock <laughs> in. Our mags. 2-0, sweep. Get the fucking broom out of the closet, my friend. Hey, Texas hey, Southern hey. minus 3, 1 by 10. No problem against the Vicaros and the Raptors plus 8. You tweeted it out last night. The Nets cannot simply let that game slip away, or the Raptors, Raptors cannot yeah. let that game slip away. They ended up only losing it by three points, covering the point, dropped down to plus 5.5. Yes, sir. What say you about your two picks yesterday, sir? Hey, man, I mean, you know, Texas Southern, that was uh, partially more of a fade on, uh, you know, the, those uh, Vicaros over there. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, decent showing from them. But, yeah, the Raptors, man, I, uh, luckily I caught that uh, plus eight. We talked about how we thought, oh, that's got to be Kevin Durant, right? Well, oh, it yeah. was actually everybody but Kevin Durant, which 
typically, you know, that's about the same value when you got Kevin Durant and Patty Mills in a uh, essentially G League lineup. So shocked that the Raptors couldn't pull that one out. Lost it in OT two or three. I don't remember exactly what it was, but nonetheless, man, brutal loss, <laughs> but uh, fantastic cover if you caught the eight or even that five, five and a half, like you said, partner. So we're going to keep steaming along here. 150%, uh, three and two day from your boy, the mid-major king. A uh, little bit of a hiccup there on Furman. Furman had the uh, ball game tied going into halftime, and the, some somehow uh, somebody inserted a lid over the top of their basket going into the second half. So we all know what the hell happened there, and they ended up uh, losing. They uh, lost it by a point or uh, just a bucket. They, uh, failed they lost to cover by 13, by, right? Yeah, they failed to cover by a bucket, mm-hmm. so they lost by 13. Uh, and then UCSB, stop. Right here, right now, fucking mags. Do not let me take the damn UCSB Gauchos on this show ever again. Well, not ever again, because I really like the Gauchos, but at least, <laughs> at least, at least through. <laughs> See, look at me, fucking justification. Justification and rationalization will only get you so far in this life, folks. Mags, at least through fucking 2022, do okay. not. Let okay. me bet on the damn gauchos, dude. We had it move up to four and a half, sit with ease, and maybe as a dog, maybe in a dog, maybe spot. as a dog. I think so. That's probably the spot. Uh, Monmouth, Sir Monmouth Ooh. survived the uh, plus one right and a half here. flippage. I said, Hey, baby, you got, yeah, right here in uh, the Yale Auditorium or Stadium, yes, whatever sir. they call it. Uh, <laughs> probably flipped, not that, but yeah, <laughs> I don't fucking think so. But it flipped to plus one and a half. They took care of business, easy money. So mm-hmm. I think Monmouth is going to continue to be a wagon. You'll see him here plenty. Uh, Jacksonville against those lower level opponents i told you man finally it paid off they fucking whooped usm ass they by like 13 or 14 yesterday it was a game and a half mm-hmm. and then uc davis uc davis i said hey this is probably my favorite one of the day against oregon state that oregon state team is just broke yeah man oh man did it pay they went off. outright right yeah uc davis yeah, won outright sheesh. as well um uh, money line dice got back on track all below hey, us hey. uh sun's minus one and a half they got their cover two for tuesday parlay son of a bitch you know, got smoked. Okay, so here's the thing, Max. Here's my rationale, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Last week, two for Tuesday parlay mm-hmm. was plus twenty two odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe both of the yeah, yeah. plus two twenty two. Yeah, it, it was bound and destined to yeah. get to the to pay window, right? Um, well, this week, both legs lose. You know, it's kind of uh, what, what what's the word they call it in the industry? Payback for Payback. Uh, okay. For us, kind of, you know, stiffen one real good to the gambling gods last week. Well, we also, I don't really regret the Devil's Play, but we definitely Ooh. got out of our trend that we were trying to, you know, pick off Correct. last week, which, again, Correct. I don't regret it because I do nope. like, I mean, they got the pin smoked off of them, but I, I still don't Bad. regret it. Maybe we'll try to stick with our, uh, you know, the trend that we were rocking with and see if that one continues to roll down the tracks. Before we get moving along, I wanted to ask you about that Monmouth-Yale game. Do you think that was more about Monmouth being a solid team or maybe more about Yale not really being... The team that everyone's kind of talking them up to be, because I saw a lot of people on Twitter yesterday pissed off about that Yale pick, uh, you know, them picking Yale. You think that's more about Yale being good or Yale maybe not being the team that everyone's talking about here? Two points to that. Thank you, sir, for uh, for going to this game. Number one, just bet with the mid-major king. That's all I ask well, you. That's, that's all I tell you. Stop <laughs> fucking going to all these goober tubers that, oh, you know, NFL's about to be over. College football's pretty much done. You might as well just come on over to college basketball markets. Uh, yeah, that's my first point. Second point is, I man, Monmouth can just knock down shots when bold? they need to. They can knock down shots when they need to, man. And I just think Yale is overvalued, man. I, they've been they've yeah. been overvalued by us before on this show. Sure. And uh, I. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the Bulldogs in certain spots, but I think Monmouth is just an absolute dog. They're a wagon on the defensive side of the ball. I talked about it yesterday. They're a wagon offensively. So, yeah, I would definitely say for the foreseeable future, especially if they keep giving them to us as plus two and a half, minus one and a half, plus one and a half, I'm going to keep hammering in the Hawks every day of the week and five times on Sunday. So you might as well just strap in because you're going to keep seeing the Monmouth Hawks on my damn list until the wheels fall off of that wagon. So uh, full recap, uh, what the hell, five and two overall if you played them straight up. So that's a a hell of a uh, positive day if you do, uh, if I do say so myself. And then uh, if you do play like we recommend, always afford to be who you can afford to be. Gamble responsibly. Two for Tuesday parlay, quarter unit, half unit, whatever you can afford. That bad boy lost. So overall, still seems like a positive day and a half for me, uh, or from me, my friend. Uh, Speaking of positive days, speaking of being able to track it, um, make sure you follow us in a few places or a few different apps you might have that you can uh, check us out. Number one, the Action Network app. You can follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. You can follow Riley at rmags in all caps. And then you can find this here podcast, Daily Best Bets of the Day, at Talking the Line. Also, you might see a little somebody from this next app, my second shameless podcast. So free, shameless free plug of the day uh, for the Wise Words podcast that drops today at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, immediately following the conclusion of this show. Uh, the Chalkboard HQ app, downloaded on the App Store, not on Google Play yet. We had a conversation about that, but uh, download that and then also follow Chalkboard HQ on Twitter. Follow our board on the Chalkboard app, talking the line, and then jump in one of our um, one of our channels. Talk back and forth with us. We have a channel for literally everything out there. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. We partnered with them uh, about a month back now, I think it was, Mags, and uh, we've absolutely yeah. loved the apps ever since. And then also, if you ain't got none of them fancy old apps, maybe you got one of those old dinosaur Motorola phones. I know you got fucking access to the uh, internet. Just go on down to your local library, type in talkingtheline.com slash today's dash best dash bets. You'll find all of our best bets right there. And hey, wouldn't you know it, you can actually bet right from our website. So my friends, there you go. There you have it. Peruse around the website too, talkingtheline.com. While you're there, you might as well hang out. So... 15 minutes past the top of the hour, partner. Uh, Ready to rock and roll for today's loaded day. We got your bets, my bets, Wednesday Warrior, Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off, Moneyline Dice Roll, and then second half of the show, nonsense. So, before we uh, get on into it, anything from uh, your side of the screen, good sir? No, sir. I'm trying to see if there's any NFL breaking news. Uh, obviously, a lot of dudes out for uh, some COVID protocols this week. So uh, proceed with caution on the NFL, my friend. But uh, nothing crazy so far this morning. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, I tweeted that out yesterday. We'll talk about it uh, second half of the show. But I, I tweeted it out yesterday. I think it was like 21 hours ago. Damn you, Uncle COVID. Um, with the uh, Thundercats. The Gosh, yeah. I can't think of the, the bad guy's name, the villain's name, shaking his fist. And uh, damn you, Uncle COVID. And uh, all this shit came out this morning. I bumped that uh, back yeah. up to the very top of everybody's timeline yeah. so everybody could see that again this morning. Because, yeah, we'll talk about there is uh, plenty of nonsense going on there as far as Uncle COVID ravaging the NFL, NHL, and NBA. What the hell is going on out there, dude? I don't know. What I do know is we'll talk about it later. And one other thing we need to complete before we get on with the show today. So my friends, all of you out there, maybe you're stopping by for the first time. You don't know what the hell's about to go down. Maybe you've been here for a few times and you haven't been here right around this time when it's happened. Or maybe you're just one of the TTL faithful that love this part. 
So I say to you, lift up your damn glasses and tummy. To you over there, you beautiful sir, and all of you beautiful gambling people out there sipping the black elixir of the gods this morning, this afternoon, or this evening, take your damn sip and let's get on with it. Ooh. My goodness, Mags. <laughs> I, I, that's a three-sipper. I never had a cup of coffee this good in all my days. I don't know what it is about mine Woo! today. I was... Uh... Something hitting different with mine today, too. Not even lying to you. Hitting different. Hitting different. Okay, so. Coffee down the gullet. Cheers has been made. My friends, stop all the nonsense. Quit all the banter. Cut all the gossip that you could go to every other sports media outlet. Get you come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks picks insights analysis. Diving into a few rabbit holes from time to time. But most importantly, running tickets to the window with the TTL crew. The pay window, not just any window. The pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends. Just time to get into the first segment of the day, <clears throat> also known as our Mag's Best Bets of the Day. Partner, rev up the engines, drop it into second gear. You ain't got to have it too crazy. We don't have to oh, be okay. spinning okay. around the track. You know, sometimes, <laughs> hey, maybe if you're on a, a nice little uh, Kawasaki, you drop it into second gear, that that uh, that, that uh, wheel wants to pop up a little bit. So, hey, 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 what I'm going to tell you is let it fire, let it rip, and my friend, you have the floor. I appreciate you, my man. Actually, before I do, did you see? I don't know why this man. That just reminded me of this. There was like some. Uh, it's going to be a show these, today. <laughs> I don't watch all this shit, but uh, some monster di- truck did like a front flip, and then someone said it was the first ever monster truck front flip. So I'm gonna. No. That's what I'm gonna do right now, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude. Okay, yeah. hey, hey. I like those vibes. I like that energy. The I'll first ever monster truck front flip of gambling picks let's fucking go hey i might uh while you're dishing out number one here since we've already talked about it a little bit i will uh go ahead and uh take a little gander at what you're talking about there monster truck see front flip so see if i can find it without further ado now i officially yield back my friend you have the floor all righty today i've got two nba picks i've been going a little one here one there i've got two nba picks that i absolutely love today partner and I'm going to kick it off both on the, uh, well, technically Western Conference, West Coast. One's not so much West Coast, uh, one of the teams at least. But anyways, I'm going to the Denver Nuggets minus the four against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. The uh, Denver Nuggets are the home team in this one. And partner, I ask you, and uh, I know you're not too tapped in the NBA, but are the Denver Nuggets back? Are the Denver uh, Nuggets back? You know, I am starting to uh, get on that side of the fence, my friend. So maybe not the full train of what they've been the last few years. Obviously, still no Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. They're starting to play a lot better. And boy, oh boy, is Nikola Jokic, Jokic excuse me, not only back, but he might even be, play, be playing better than he was last year in his MVP season. So I absolutely love this Denver Nuggets team right now. They're 5-3 and three straight up last eight. Uh, also, ATS, all five wins, all five uh, ATS covers as well. All three losses, all three ATS falls. But nonetheless, I mentioned Jokic just playing at an unbelievable uh, pace right now. Smashing, I don't want to say smashing his stats from last year, but just from an eye test perspective, he's controlling all these games so damn well. And I think, partner, I think the public is going to be rushing to the uh, underdog Wolves. They're kind of a darling, and we've talked about it before. They're kind of a darling. I love watching them. And if you give them four or five points, they're uh, they're a little bit of a, uh, you know, it, it catches your eye a little bit. Uh, but I don't think this is the side to be on. What do you got? Oh, you saw it? You see it? <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> it's crazy, Holy right? Holy shit. Keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm listening okay. to everything no, you're no, saying. No, 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 please. Holy fuck. Keep going. <laughs> I gotta figure uh, out a way. We're gonna watch that, folks. Sure. Well, I got. I'll for figure sure. out a way. I promise. We'll figure out a way. Holy <laughs> shit! 
So I think people are going to be rushing to this team that everybody loves in the Wolves, getting a few points. But I think the Nuggets are going to be the team tonight. They just returned from a literal two-week road trip. Uh, so a lot of that, I don't know if it, exactly that eight stretch is all eight on the road or not. I should have double-checked that. might have been seven, eight, I'm not sure. But nonetheless, two-week road trip where they fared pretty damn well against some solid competition. They get one uh, home game the other night at home against the Wizards where they got their legs back under them at home. Now they've got a second one, and I think they're going to start dominating at home uh, right before they go on another short road trip. They really want this one against a, uh, uh, a Western Conference team that they play quite a bit it's a team that they really love to beat up on and I mentioned that partner because they have won 12 straight games against these Minnesota Timberwolves going back the last three seasons ATS hasn't been uh, as crazy so I don't think you're going to see all these oh the Nuggets are eight and two nine and one last ten against the uh, the Timberwolves it's pretty close to even as far as ATS so I don't think this is any type of trap because I don't think a lot of people know that the Nuggets are dominating the Wolves like that uh, so I think once again they have the juice tonight the Wolves 0 and 4 ATS I shouldn't say juice like that that's a common gambling term I don't want that to be confused as far <laughs> as <laughs> the literal gaming sense of juice I'm saying just you know that energy type of juice but anyways mm. last thing as far as a couple trends the I'm Timberwolves 0 and 4 ATS last uh last four on two to three days rest that is exactly the case here tonight but 9 and 25 their last uh excuse me 9 and 26 my blind ass last 35 on two days rest so that's going back to the last two three seasons on two days rest Whoa. absolutely brutal and I think Whoa. that's where we're gonna see tonight I think they're gonna be out coming out slow I think these Nuggets are going to slap him in the mouth. So first pick for me, Nuggets minus four. Uh, it was jumping around a little bit. I believe it's at four and a half. I like it up to five. Wouldn't go past five, partner, but I do love it right there at four and a half still. Love how you close that. I, uh, I'm i in the boat with you too, my man. I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are kind of that public darling. You said it. I uh, I really think that uh, they're a solid team at the end of the day. I think come um, middle of January, definitely into February, they're going to be a team that will start cashing us some tickets. But for now, they're just yeah. being overvalued. And uh, yeah, I do think the Nuggets are back, partner. So for his first best bet of the day, do not take it over five per the legendary R-Mags TTL Sports. The Minnesota Timberwolves. No, no. Sorry. I apologize. I, 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 Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Minus four. <laughs> okay, partner, please keep it moving. Keep it grooving with your second best bet of the day. All right, number two, staying with the NBA. I mentioned going down south to the San Antonio Spurs at home. Minus three against the Charlotte Hornets. Another team that the public loves in the Charlotte Hornets, as do I. I love watching this team as well. Uh, the total tells me that it's going to be a high, high-scoring game. Up 227 is the total right now. Uh, first things first, Lomelo Ball is questionable. He's been out with some COVID protocols. I honestly like this play, whether he's in or out. If he's out still, I'm not going to try and guess on the. I'm not going to try and guess like I do sometimes as far as guessing on some injury news. I like it whether he's in or out. If he's not in, they've been shaky without him the last handful of games. They have not been playing well. If he's in, I still like, A, I still like the matchup with the Spurs uh, in favor of the Spurs. I also wouldn't be surprised if we see some court rust from him if he does come back tonight. Wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. But again, not trying to guess on any injury news here. Uh, but as far as the San Antonio Spurs, man, do not sleep on these Spurs right now. I know they're ten and sixteen straight up, uh, but last nine games, six and three straight up, seven and two ATS, and that's no slouch teams, partner. That ain't the you know the Thunder Rockets. 
uh, Kings, Pistons. That's not who they've been playing. That's a straight-up win against the Warriors and a handful. I obviously don't have the other teams off the top of my head, but it's a solid stretch of teams, if I'm being totally honest with you here. Their offense is playing a lot better right now, and when they're in their home building partner, this offense really plays well. Uh, Middle-of-the-pack effective field goal percentage overall as far as home and away, but when you get them at home, they are top 10, ninth at home in effective field goal percentage while the Hornets 29th in the entire league and on the road, so it doesn't matter where they play. They are 29th in the league at uh, defending a uh, defensive opponent effective field goal percentage. So I think the San, San Antonio Spurs team, uh, like I said, you see that high total. I think it's going to be a lot of the Spurs carrying that total, despite what you may think as far as the Hornets. Uh, so I got a lot of trends on this one, too, uh, as far as backing me up on this one. Spurs 8-6 and six ATS at home. Hornets 7-9-1 ATS on the road. Nothing crazy, but you get the edge to the Spurs there. Uh, but in a couple of uh, both teams in this exact spot, I really like uh, as far as backing the Spurs and fading the Hornets. Hornets 8-19 ATS last 27 as a road dog. When you get them on the road in a spot like this, they be, they look juicy with the again, I said it again. They look uh they look satisfying, they look delectable <laughs> with those points. Uh, but they're not the team. It's a trap for you. The Hornets 4-10 ATS last 14 in San Antonio. Uh, and the Spurs partner, these ones I really love for the Spurs. I don't think this is uh, any type of coincidence. Spurs 7-1 ATS last 8 on 2 days rest. Uh, fantastic when you give them a couple days rest. 5-1 ATS last 6 as a home favorite. And 9-2 last 11 as a favorite overall. So I think that what that tells me is that these uh, the books use this Spurs team as a, kind of a trap for teams like this Hornets team. A, when you get them at home, they play well. But also, you know, you've, you've put the team that looks really, really tasty and really, really fun to bet on. And you put them in a dog spot against, oh, the 10 and 16 San Antonio Spurs. They're going to smoke the Spurs. Spurs come out and smack you in the mouth. And I think that's what we got here tonight. I got them at minus three. I'm seeing three, three and a half. I wouldn't go over. I honestly would take it up to four and a half, five. I wouldn't go any. I don't think it's going to get that high. I don't think it's going to go four, four and a half, but I would. I think they beat them by at least five. So give me the Spurs minus three. I'd love them at three and a half as well for my second best bet of the day, partner. I do believe I'm in the boat with you on that one, my friend. We might have uh, an additional play on that one later. Who's to say? Who knows? Uh, if you are watching the show live, just uh, I was trying to figure out a way to show it. I think it was kind of fucking up the stream. Um, <laughs> if it was kind of like glitching out and shit just on my that side. Shit on the Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I just did. That's what I was just did about you? to say. Anybody uh, watching the show live just heard us talk about that, or if you just saw it pop up, I uh, just tweeted that monster truck fun flip. Nice. It is fucking electric, but. <laughs> There you go. There you have it. Oh, did you so verify if that was actually like the first ever or something? Yeah, yeah. Somebody fucking already, said that? Yeah, okay. somebody else tweeted it on their, uh, I, well, I guess I shouldn't have done stock tips and big tits, but hey, whatever. Such is life. <laughs> that's that's probably not who it's I should have It's not popping up from. on the video on our feed. Oh, yeah, it is. Never mind. Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done it. Hey, like oh, yeah. Yeah. hey we're 21 plus over here. Yeah, Care. you know, you know, maybe I'll change that Stop. later. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's, yeah, wow. that's, yeah. Yeah. Don't click on that page, friends. Yeah, Do not yeah, click you know on what? I'm going to delete that. I'm going to don't like that. I'm going to delete that. I'm going to change that here in a minute. Son of a bitch. Why? Fuck. Yeah. Don't fucking look at that. Yeah. No, I'm going to delete that and I'll fucking do it later. I'm like, that's not fucking that. Hey, that is not fucking good, dude. Okay. Woo. I just, hey, I saw it. I didn't fucking look at what the good family fun. It's good, clean family fun there, Eric. I got got. I got got. Okay. Uh, I'll fucking, hey, any, uh, anything else? Cause I really want to fucking retweet that. Uh, anything else that, uh, you have left on the rest of your plays? Oh, actually, I got it right here. Okay. 
uh, here's somebody who's not a complete fucking insane <laughs> motherfucker. Like they're just. I was like gonna a, say I saw it from a pretty reputable reputable person last night. So uh, definitely not the old S T R O B T over there. What the fuck? Oh, this one's even. Uh, uh no that's not it damn damn dude oh yeah here we go yeah well well dude other people have stock tips and fucking big tits dude the fucking same one that shit's fucking electric dude oh my gosh okay i think this one uh this one's all right esparker come i i i I'll fucking tweet it out later. That's just, this is too much. Holy fucking shit. This is gone. But no, I've got nothing else on my place today. Those are my two for the day, man. Okay, we need a producer. This has gone down a whole different other rabbit hole. Did not mean for it to go down to. Now we got stock tips and big tits. Oh, my oh, days. Geez. Oh, my days. Okay. I mean, maybe that's why we got our, uh, you know, our friends popping in the comments every day. Jeez. Uh, well, I've never visited that page before, so I don't sure, think sure, that would sure. be why. You know, hey, I'm not the one who has big wet butts saved on my laptop, dude, always <laughs> glitching out over there. So, hey, cool out, <laughs> chill out. Second Sorry. segment of the day before we get into another <laughs> fucking rabbit Take hole. Second segment of the day. My best bet of the fucking day. All right, here we go. I got six coming at you, so I'll keep them tight. I'll keep them quick. Uh, all college basketball plays today once again. Uh, a lot of mid-major action. We're not uh, getting into anything big. Well, there's one team, as per usual, I find uh, value on a mid-major team playing a uh, Power 5 team or somewhere in that ballpark. So, without further ado, let's hit the hardwood. Lace them up, boys. First matchup we're going to is the Chattanooga Mox against the Belmont Bruins, and I'm taking the Mox plus five. Finally get to go back to my boys. If you uh, watched the show before or even for probably like the last two, three months, I've been talking about Chattanooga as a team that I was going to start backing again once we got into the college basketball season. They've just been favored too much, haven't been able to uh, really back them. Now they're back into uh, the underdog role, and I love them in that spot. This line actually opened up at six and a half, and um, it may look like it's just been at five all day, but it opened up six and a half last night, already dropped down to five uh, today, or actually through last night and then in today. Uh, Chattanooga is really rolling, my friends. They're nine and one straight up, five and three against the number overall. On the road, though, they've been just killing it. Five and zero oh straight up, four and one against the number. They've actually played some decent teams. Uh, Loyola Marymount plus seven and a half, VCU plus three and a half, Tennessee Tech minus five, and then uh, Lipscomb minus seven. They've taken care of business left, right, and center, and I think they're being overvalued or undervalued in this spot. Rather, both times they were a dog, uh, they covered with ease. Belmont has been solid, but like I've been saying, not spectacular, my friends. This is their first big home test, in my opinion, because if you look, they did just play SLU, who was a big test, but that was on uh, the Billikens' home hardwood. They are 8-3 straight up, 7-3-1 ATS overall, but at home, 3-0 straight up, 2-0-1 ATS. Their two covers were as minus 14-point favorites against Evansville and minus 15.5-point favorites against Lipscomb. The one push was as a 6-point favorite against Furman in overtime. So, opened up right around that 6.5, down to 5. The books say, uh-oh, I don't think this one's ended in more than 4 points, and I don't think so either, my friends. I think they messed up just a little bit. Belmont's been good, but they have not played a team that can match their level 
like Chattanooga. Outside of the Bill- Billikens, and the Billikens covered this number. So, a couple of key things for me. Uh, I think this game is going to come down to defense. Uh, Chattanooga is allowing 58.9 points per game. Opponents to average 38.3% from the floor and only 27.4% from beyond the arc. They're 68th in opponent effective field goal percent. And you just do a simple comparison to Belmont and you will see the value. 70.8 points per game allowed from the Bruins. 43% from the floor, 33.2% from beyond the arc, and they're 194th in opponent expected field goal percent. I also think another key thing is going to be the rebounding department, my friends. I think Chattanooga gets some second chance opportunities more often than not because they're third in offensive rebounding percentage per Ken Palm. They're also 286 on the defensive side, but I'm not too worried about that because Belmont's 265th on the offensive side of their ball rebounding-wise and 199th defensively. So if anybody's going to win the uh, glass battle, I think it's going to be Chattanooga offensively. And when you're getting offensive boards, more times often than not, you're going to get two, three extra shots of getting a shot, no pun intended, in the peach basket. That all being said, my friends, you don't believe me and uh, my dumbass opinions. Just believe the cold, hard trends. Chattanooga, 11-3 ATS, last 14 Wednesday games, 7-2 ATS, last 9 versus a team with a home winning percent greater than 600. Chattanooga's also 35-16 and 16 ATS, their last 51 as a road dog. And I don't make these things up, my friends. They just happen. Belmont is 2-5 and five ATS their last seven Wednesday games. Case of the mid-week uh, blues for the old Bruins? I think so. Give me the mocks. Plus five for my first best bet of the day. I like this one, partner. I locked this one in this morning after you told me you were taking it because it is the probably the one that jumped off the page the most to me. Uh, this is just the spot that they take care of business. I think you mentioned it. I mean, as far as covering those spreads as uh, favorites, they're not quite as, uh, you know, not quite as solid. They have those big seven-point spreads. They can't do it. Even mm. a spread like this, I think the only failed underdog cover was like a plus 13 or something like that. So, um, or no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. They were favoring that game. Never mind. Yeah, I was reading yeah. the wrong thing. All, they were, it's it's yeah, all yeah, good, Never buddy. mind. It's all good, love the, buddy. Love the plus five. I appreciate you. Mid-major <laughs> king will keep it rolling, rocking, and moving. Uh, once again, popped into my head, big tits and stock tips. I tell you what, oh, I, geez, I, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to find that video again. Here we go. Here we go once again. Second best bet of the day. I'll let you guys simmer on that once again. Get you a good laugh. Someone that just popped in is gonna be like, "What the what the fuck, fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Don't visit the page on Twitter. Just trust me, my friends. I got got. Do not get got. All right. Second best bet of the day. Go to the matchup between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Ohio Bobcats. And my friends. Taking the Marshall Thundering Herd, plus three and a half. Line opened at six, and uh, it's actually quickly dropped down all the way to uh, three and a half, three across the market. Uh, I told this to you, partner, before the uh, pod started here. Much like their football team, anytime you see Marshall as an underdog, uh, in a as the basketball team too, you have to hammer them in and you have to expect them to thunder. I think they are going to keep rocking and rolling. Uh, they've been decent so far this year, but why I mentioned why you have to take them as underdogs. This is the only third time. This will be the third time that they have been an underdog so far. They've only been an underdog two other times, and they're one and one against the number. They had a uh, one point loss as 10 and or a, I'm sorry, a one uh, against the spread loss as a 10 and a half point dog. And they only lost by the hook. That was against Indiana 
90 to 79. So that one sticks out for me. And then also they played Eastern Kentucky, who's one of our mid-major darlings. They uh, were plus one and a half point dogs in that game, and they won 80 to 69. So I think they're being extremely undervalued, especially that I go back to that Indiana game and see that they just lost it by the hook. I think they're being undervalued left, right, and center here. And Ohio's solid, but they're not killing teams. And Marshall is kind of sticking with teams and killing them like 80 to 90, 100 points. Ohio may have just won, but they only put up 55 games against Stetson in their last, or 55 points, 55 games, 55 points in their last matchup against Stetson. So I think they're a little fugazi. They've actually scored in the 50s three out of their last six games overall. And it's funny that I mentioned that because Marshall hasn't scored under the 80s in uh, but one time out of their last seven games overall. So I'm not saying it's going to be an 80 to 50 game by any means, but I'm going to say that Marshall's going to have a little bit more success on the uh, offensive side. And speaking of offense, speaking of points, wouldn't you know that uh, old Marshall has the old uh, advantage there? They're scoring 83.1 points per game, and they are ranked 78th in offensive efficiency, adjusted offensive efficiency per Ken Palm, and 92nd in effective field goal percent. Compare that to Ohio, only scoring 72 points per game, 97th in AOE, and 193rd in effective field goal percent. I also think, my friends, that the Thundering Herd boat races, uh, the Bobcats, wow, it always seems that when I have this tempo, it's, it's a, that we're opposing a B team, boat races the Bobcats. Uh, Marshall's second in the nation in tempo in Ohio, 233rd. So I think Marshall gets out, runs, rocks, and rolls more often than not, and uh, I think they wear down the Bobcats because they are a little bit more physical of a team a little bit bigger of a team, actually. Actually, right. a lot of bit bigger of a team. Marshall is 32nd in the nation in height per Ken Palm. Ohio is only 224th. I think we're on the right side here getting the points. I'd even do a little bit of a sprinkle on the money line, but I'm taking the three and a half. It's my second best bet of the day, but you don't believe me. Believe the trends. Marshall, 11 and 4 ATS last 15 December games. Ohio, 2 and 5 ATS last 7 after allowing less than 50 points in their previous game. 2 and 7 ATS last 9 Wednesday games and 1 and 5 ATS their last 6 overall. One more time, giving the Marshall Thundering Herd plus 3.5 second. Best bet of the day. I like it, partner. Don't have too much to add on this one. Don't know as much about the Thundering Herd as you do in this one, uh, but haven't been all too impressed it. with Ohio, so I do like it. Yeah, I absolutely love the herd. And and it's only times there's certain teams. I'm going to tell you, I'm taking all underdogs today. And it's one of these days that I really think the dogs are going to be barking. And you know, if you follow me, you follow my plays. You know, that's how I bet. You know, I like the dog that I think is being extremely undervalued. Hey, I'll scoop up the points fucking nine times out of ten. But boys, I bet you this team is going to win outright. So don't fucking run to the window and start doing that. But that's how if you haven't picked up on that, that's how I like to bet. I like to uh, have these dogs to cover. So I think they cover that three and a half. No problem. Third, speaking of three and a half, third best bet of the day. Going to the matchup between the Akron Zips against the Wright State Raiders. And we're taking the Zips, plus three and a half, my friends. Wright State's being, um, yeah, let's not hold any bones about it. Extremely overvalued in this spot, my friends. They're two and six straight up, one and six against the number, and it's only because they are at home. Whoopee, they're 1-0 straight up overall at home, but they're 0-0 against the number. How does that play? Oh, that's right, because they played Lake Erie College, my friends. Uh, I don't think the Akron Zips are anything close to Lake Erie College, (laughs) because if I do so vaguely remember, 
Oh yeah, that's right. This Akron Zips team is that exact team that only lost to Ohio State 67 to 66. What do you know about them potatoes as 16 and a half point underdogs, my friends? Are you kidding me? 6 and 3 straight up overall this season. 4 and 3 against the number. They've been favored in a couple of spots they shouldn't have been. 0 and 1 straight up, 1 and 0 against the number on the road. I think this is too many points for Wright State, who has been scuffling. Not the same team they were last year. If you backed me last year on my college basketball plays, we loved Wright State. The Raiders were ticket cashers. Not as much this year, my friends, and Akron has proven they can get the job done. Now, I looked into it. Offenses are a little similar, but uh, defenses are not, and I think Akron D shines in this game. They're only allowing 60.6 points per game compared to Wright State's 80 points per game, allowing opponents to average 39.2 from the floor and 31.9 from beyond the arc. Simply compare that to Wright State, 46.3 field goal percentage and 31.1% three-point field goal percentage allowed. Also stood out hugely to me is opponent effective field goal percent. Akron ranks 102nd per Ken Palm, where Wright State, State ranks 325th per Kent Bomb. I can't back that, my friends. And I also think a big thing is going to be the three ball. Akron averaging 35.1% offensively from deep, where Wright State only averaging 26.9%. Any team that shoots under 30% in college basketball is one that I can't get behind. I also think that... Um, the old Zips destroy the Raiders on the glass. Akron, 164th in offensive rebounding percent and 157th in defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. Simple comparison to Wright State, and you can see it again. 275th on the offensive glass, 276th on the defensive glass. Last but certainly not least, if anybody's going to be coughing up the rock, I see it being Wright State because they rank 204th in offensive turnover percent compared to Akron at 169th on the offensive side of the ball per Ken Palm. You don't believe me in the nonsense stats and my doofy-ass metaphors and back and forth. Hey, there's one thing that you got to believe. The trends. Akron, 11-1 ATS. I can't make this shit up last 12 Wednesday games. Akron, 21-8 ATS, last 29 as a dog. 6-2 ATS, last 8 as a road puppy dog. And 5-2 ATS, last 7 following an ATS loss. Wright State, 1-7 1-7 ATS last eight as a favorite, 1-4 against the number their last five as a home favorite, and 1-8 and against the number their last nine following an ATS loss as well. Can you say rebound for the Zips and keep falling down for the Raiders? Akron Zips plus three and a half, my third, counted third, best bet of the day. I like those trends, partner. I might, um, I, I am interested in this, but uh, yeah, that's those are some trends that really got me uh, interested in that one for sure. I love it. I love it. This one jumped off the page of me uh, once I started looking into some of those things and some of those stats. I, I honestly think Akron just makes easy work of them. I think they yeah. win this game outright, too. So there you go. Take the three and a half. Don't get wild. Take the three and a half. Next one up might quite possibly be my favorite college basketball play of the day. Mid-major king entering the chat once again. We're going to the matchup between the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders against the Ole Miss Rebs. My friends, trust me, there is not that much of a big of a difference between these two teams. And we are going to be taking the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders plus 11. I would take this son of a gun number down all the way to 
four and a half for crying out loud. Maybe not that crazy. Six and a half. I'll say six and a half. Okay, <laughs> relax, everybody. But the 11 is way too much is the point, my friends. The Rebs are being extremely overvalued in this spot. They're six and three straight up, four and five against the number overall this season. Five and oh straight up, three and two against the number on the or at home. However, their five home opponents, Memphis, who shout out uh, the team we saw last night against my uh, Crimson Tide. Fucking that's the team I expected to see all year. What the hell? Uh, then they also played Ryder, your Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, the Charleston Southern Blue Devils, and then New Orleans. So those five teams, well, four of them really don't present much of a threat to me like Middle Tennessee has. Everybody thought that uh, Middle Tennessee was going to go and play Murray State in this kind of exact fashion, right around the same number, and get boat raced, and they took care of business. I'm not comparing apples to apples with Murray State and Ole Miss, but I think there is some things we can draw here as to why the absolute red hot. You know how the flames, uh, the bottom part, you have an old gas stove, they're blue flames because it's sure, the hottest flame out there. That's why they're the fucking Blue Raiders. They are absolutely steaming, my friends. Eight and two straight up, seven and one against the number, one and two straight up, two and one ATS on the road. But I said I had some keys. I had some things to tell you. I think the defenses are actually pretty doggone similar. You're going to notice it. Uh, they're pretty similar height-wise, pretty similar physicality-wise. However, the offense, I think, of Middle Tennessee is going to surprise the Reb and smack them in the mouth. They're averaging 80.1 points per game compared to Ole Miss's, se- Ole Miss's hmm, 70.4 points per game. The Blue Raiders averaging 46.9 field goal percent from the floor. Uh, duh, no kidding. And then 42.5% uh, for the Ole Miss Rebs. I also looked into effective field goal percent. And uh, actually, Middle Tennessee holds a pretty pretty severe advantage here, too. 106th in effective field goal percent for the Blue Raiders. The Rebs ranked 226th in effective field goal percent per Ken Palm. I also think, my friends, no, uh, no B in uh, this opposing team's name, but I do think that the Blue, ooh, Blue Raiders are going to boat race <laughs> the Rebs, baby. What do you know about that shit? Uh, tempo, they rank 67th on uh, per Ken Palm for Middle Tennessee and 293rd for Ole Miss. And then I also think it comes down to the free throw department, my friends. I'm actually surprised to see this. Middle Tennessee ranks 12th in free throw rate per Ken Palm. Ole Miss, 239th. So I looked a little bit deeper into the percentage. Ole Miss, 68% from the charity stripe so far this year. Middle Tennessee, 72.3%. I think the Blue Raiders' ability to keep knocking down free throws and threes and stay aggressive offensively will allow them to stay in this game. But who the hell am I? What the hell do I know? Just believe the trends. Middle Tennessee, 4-0 ATS, last four on the road. 4-1 ATS, last five following an ATS win. They're also 5-0 ATS, their last five overall. Ole Miss, 3-8 against the number of their last 11 after scoring less than 50 in their previous game. That was a 48-71 loss to the Western Kentucky uh, Hilltoppers, which has not proven to be a good team at all this year. Uh, and then Ole Miss, 1-5 ATS, last six following a straight-up loss to 20-plus. And Ole Miss, 1-4 ATS, their last five as a home favorite. I ain't buying it. Too many doggone points. Give me the Blue Raiders plus 11, my fourth best bet of the day. I like this one a lot, my man. And, you know, you talked about that Memphis Tigers team. And I think part of this line has something to do with, okay, Ole Miss beat Memphis. And then Memphis just came back and smoked Alabama I think that Memphis team that we saw last night is just a totally different team than we saw lose whatever three, four in a row. 
I don't think you should look at those four losses. I think that was just a whatever the hell was happening. They were just a bad team, and Miss Ole Miss took advantage of that. And I think you're right. I think there's way too many points here tonight, partner. I think Penny Hardaway talking shit to the media uh, really woke the boys up, made them sure. ready to rock and roll. I mean, there's a whole different, whole different Memphis team last yeah. night. So uh, I definitely think that uh, plays pretty large into it. So give me the Blue Raiders once again. This is my favorite play of the day. But uh, two more here to dish out that I still really like. Quick sip of some high-quality H2O, and I'll keep it moving. Quick NFL news. Sam Darnold designated to return from IR and be at practice today. Whoa. All that does is like open a 21-day window, but that's wild that he's going to be back that quick. That's nuts. Damn. That's wild. Okay. Well, there you go. There you have it. Thanks for the the late breaking. Uh, Fifth best bet of the day coming from me, mis compadres. Uh, If you follow the show, we were planning to... uh, (laughs) <laughs> we're planning to get some damn good value with this team uh, following uh, a, a poor poor loss to a Cal Poly Mustangs team that uh, we ended up cashing the ticket on, and they won outright, and everything was okie-dokie, howdy-do, fine and dandy. And, uh, you know, I said, we'll probably be back on them next time around the boat. We're not going to fade the Portland Pilots. They'll probably be a dog, but who knows? So the Portland Pilots are playing the Oregon Ducks today as 17 and a half point. Oh my gosh, I'm about fucking coming out of my chairs. 17 and a half point dogs, you're out of your damn mind. No way, no how are the Oregon Ducks beating them by that much. It's simply too many points, my friends. Portland is uh, still a solid team. They're 8 and 3 straight up on the season, 6 and 4 against the number, but on the road is where they've really shined because they have been undervalued. 2 and 1 straight up. 3-0 and against the number. Oregon has not been good at all, my friends. 5-5 five and five straight up. Far cry from last year's team with a 2-7 and seven against the number record. They are 4-1 and one straight up at home, but 2-3 and three against the number overall. Uh, their two wins were minus 13 and minus 7. That was just a few too many points here, in my opinion, even further solidifying that fact. I told you pre-show, partner, if it's uh, around a 12 or 13, that's why I made this line at 17 is just way too doggone many points. So I don't like that. Uh, what I do like is a couple of key things offensively for Portland. They actually uh, do knock down a few more shots and uh, get a little bit higher scoring than Oregon has proven to be so far this year. They're averaging 77.3 points per game compared to Oregon's 68.4 points per game. Now, I think it'll be a little bit back and forth offensively, and I also think that Portland's defense is going to surprise the Ducks. Portland actually ranks 92nd in opponent effective field goal percent, where Oregon ranks 287th. So even further solidifying the fact that I think Portland has enough offense to hang around, and I think they will do so because the Ducks are not great at defense this year for some reason, and Portland has proven to be so regardless of the level of opponent. I do believe that the Portland Pilots boat race the Ducks in certain occasions, not for the entire game, but I think they can get out and run their fast break more often than not. 94 in the nation in tempo compared to the Oregon Ducks who are 313th. I also could not believe my eyes so I had to bring the stat to this here pod. My friends when you have this many doggone points when you have games in the world of college basketball one thing that really matters are free throws. Kids knocking down shots. Free shots from the charity stripe. Looked into it. Portland Pilots. Hell of a job so far this season. 81% from the stripe. Great job, Pilots. Hey, honestly, any team, any team above 80% in college basketball deserves a clap. Oregon Ducks, Oregon Ducks, 
65.6% from the free throw stripe. Get the hell out of here. I ain't doing it. Portland's ability to race the court, get out in transition, and knock down those free throws once they get out in transition and the dumb ducks keep fouling them. That's what's going to get the job done. But you don't believe me and my dumb opinions. Believe the trends. Portland. 5-0 ATS last five road games, 4-0 ATS last four as a road dog, 4-1 ATS last five following a straight-up win. Oregon, 1-4 ATS last five home games, 2-6 ATS last eight as a home favorite, 1-4 ATS, I swear I can't make this shit up, their last five Wednesday games, and 1-6 ATS their last seven as a favorite overall. They're overvalued, it's insane, and you might say to yourself, well, Colt, this is a low mid-major team going up against a Pac-12 powerhouse. Number one, Pac-12 is not the same that they were last year. We actually talked about it on Very yesterday's show. And wouldn't you know that Portland is one of those teams that visits Oregon quite often. And actually in the last six meetings between these two teams, Portland is 4-2 and two against the number. Give me the damn Pilots plus 17.5 in a matchup that shouldn't finish more than 8-10. to 10. This is simply too many doggone points for my fifth. Best bet of the day. I like it, partner. The biggest things that I like that you mentioned, uh-huh. uh, that Oregon slow tempo, laying as many mm. points as they are. I mean, they've beaten a few teams. They've kicked their a few teams' ass, but I don't think this Portland Pilots team falls under the same category that those two teams. And 64%, well, I don't remember exactly what Terrible. I said, but Terrible. under 65% uh, from the line is just uh, inexcusable. I, I don't... I said some pretty harsh words. I'm trying to th- remember what they were, but I remember What's saying it? it's uh, yeah, it's in the territory good. of Riley Magson free throw numbers, uh, which oh, is not wow. good. Oh wow! Uh, at least for a a, wow. you know, a a power five college basketball team, that is not good. I mean, I can knock him down if I get hot, but if he needs to. But dude. I mean, that's that's only if the old uh, old Achilles holds up, Bob. I don't hey, want. I don't hey, need. Hey, 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 I don't. I don't need gotta be you. jumping at the free throw I, line. That's okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't need you getting back on the court and risk some bullshit. I know how damn accident prone your ass is. So hey, oh, before <laughs> before we get down in an entirely new rabbit hole, about to Aaron Rodgers pop my scar up on this day. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just got a visual. Please don't. Here we go. Final best bet of the day coming from your boy. Sixth and final. Listen up. Here we go. I'll make my face a little bit bigger so you can listen up even louder. We're going to the matchup between the Utah State Aggies against the Weber State Wildcats. And my friends, Weber State's just being a little bit undervalued at home. So we're taking the Wildcats plus two and a half. Uh, These are my big sky darlings. Partner, you know that. Uh, You guys will soon find that out as we get into the uh, latter part of December and into January and February basketball. Uh, We will be hammering in the uh, big sky Wildcats very often. Uh, They are nine and one straight up, five and three against the number so far this year. Uh, I think they're being at this plus two and a half and they're being undervalued because they are four and oh straight up at home. But they're one and one against the number so far. You've heard me talk shit about that in the past as far as, oh, well, this team's one and one. How does that happen? Well, they're still a very damn good team. I mean, they handled business when they played those teams. And um, Weber State, I was about to say uh, Utah State, Weber State is actually a really hard place to play in uh, for being a big sky court. It's 90th ranked in Ken Palm in home court advantage for the Wildcats. So those fans get wild. I've watched plenty of games there, and I think that really allows the Weber State Cats to keep this close, at least within a bucket, if not win the game outright. When I take two and a halves, I really play it to, uh, to in my mind. I think that that team is going to win the game outright, but I will gladly take the two and a half. There is a reason that this line is so low, my friends, um, and it's a setup for Utah State. They are actually 21st ranked right now in luck 
for Ken Palm. So they've been getting really lucky. They've been squeaking shit out. They've been <laughs> having just these things that shouldn't have been happening for him. I know what happened to you, partner. I'll let you have your soapbox. I was, soap uh, <laughs> I was on the bad end. I had a loss when they <laughs> had some terrible luck. The only time they would be number one if it wasn't the game yeah. that I yeah. had. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous what has been going on with this team. And I think that's going to be another one of these spots. And hey, that's going to bump them maybe down to 31st now instead of first. But there are a key couple things that uh, do lean into me taking and backing the Weber State Cats at plus two and a half. First thing, my friends, tempo. The Wildcats are going to boat race the Aggies. No bees in that one, but Weber State is 78th in the nation in tempo compared to Utah State, 193rd. And then the hustle stats, my friends. Turnovers, we've seen it early in the year so far. Teams that can uh, win the turnover battle early and often uh, tend to win the game here early on in the season for their team. So Weber State, 53rd uh, in the nation per Ken Palm offensively in turnover percent, 37th in defensive turnover percent. So they got the defense and the offense to back it up in this category. Utah State does not. Outside of the top 100 offensively, 197th to be accurate for you per Ken Palm and 114th in defensive turnover percent. Now, once Weber State does work on the boards, they do work boat racing the boys up and down the floor on a nice little fast break. They're going to lean into them. They're going to be physical. They're going to then milk the clock for a possession or two, and they're going to allow those home fans to get wild, get hyped, get insane. You might say to me, Colt, but this is just a big sky team. What are they simply going to do against the Utah State Aggies, who are just such a much more powerful organization? And I say to you, my friends, no, they are not. There is not that much of a difference. In fact, Weber State has the bigger, powerful, faster, more stronger human beings that are going to be gracing us with their presence on the court tonight. 71st in the nation in height and physicality per Ken Palm. 131st for the Utah State Aggies. There is no mismatch here, my friends. But if you don't believe me on my nonsense, on all my opinions and statistics, just believe the cold, hard trends. Weber State, 9-4 ATS, their last 13 home games. 4-1-1 ATS, their last six as a home dog. They're also 5-1 ATS, their last six versus a team with a winning road percent greater than 600. They're also, I can't make this shit up, my friends, 8-4 ATS, their last 12 Wednesday games. Utah State, 2-6 ATS, their last eight road games. 2-6 ATS, their last eight versus a team with a winning home record. And Weber State, in the last four meetings with Utah State, another team that meets this team often, 3-1 and one against the number. There you go. There you have it. My final best bet of the day. Wrapping up my six college basketball mid-major darlings, the Weber State Wildcats, plus 2.5. I really like it, partner. I like to play a lot. Hey. I don't think you understand how much that pisses me off, that Lux stat. I truly think they would be a top 10 team in Luck. The one game that I back on, minus one, minus two against St. Mary's, they get some bullshit happening in the last refereeing in the last 10 seconds. So one of their ATS losses, they had straight up losses. Yeah. And they're the 21st luckiest team. Give me a fucking break, dude. I'm, oh, because I didn't know that either. That drives me nuts, dude. Yeah, that is bananas. Okay. Well, we have been going at it. We've been talking back and forth on every single one. We've been diving into rabbit holes. So we're going to quickly do dish out the Wednesday Warrior, the Wednesday Parlay pop-off. We'll recap everything, and we will uh, just c- keep the rabbit holes rolling here for the second half of the show. So, first things first, there you go, my best bets of the day. Excuse me, Mid-Major King has now <laughs> left the chat. He is uh, now just the normal host of the TTL pod, but he will still always be here nonetheless. If we need him, we can always grab the crown. What's up, dog? 
Well, I mean, we got one Wednesday Warrior. Oh, that is very true. So without further ado, thank you, partner, for uh, remembering. (laughs) They are my mid-major darlings. Another big sky darling for me. First special play of the day, Wednesday Warrior, is the Northern Colorado Bears, plus 24 and a half. Just a few too many points against Arizona. I think Arizona's just being a little overvalued, even though they are at home. Um, after that huge win in uh, Champaign, I think they're just being a little bit overvalued. I think this could be just a touch of a letdown spot, even though you know me as not being a spot guy. Give us both all 24 and a half. As for the Wednesday parlay pop-off, you know the drill. We take one of my picks, we take one of Mag's picks, and we combine it with the Wednesday Warrior for a juicy parlay that pays out this week. At plus, if I wouldn't have covered up my damn notes, 589 odds, almost 6 to 1, my friends. You got a 10 spot, burn an all in your pocket, you get 5890 right back in return in your bankroll when this motherfucker makes it straight to the pay window. So without further ado, my best bet of the day. The Middle Tennessee, Blue Raiders, plus 11. Mag's best bet of the day. The San Antonio Spurs, minus 3. And the Northern Colorado Bears, plus 24 and a half, all parlayed up one more time for plus 589 odds. The last time we checked, let's get that right to the pay window. You've already heard us talk about the Blue Raiders and the Spurs, and you just better believe us on the Bears because they are my mid-major darling. There you go. There you have it. All of our best bets of the day. How about we recap all of those just in case anybody missed them? Right at the 11 o'clock hour. Sheesh. We cook. Uh, we didn't cook right along as per usual today. We did get. We uh, <laughs> hey, it's Wednesday. Maybe some people had did. I, I wrote it in the description. Maybe some people really did have a case of the midweek blues. You know, who knows what's going on? People needed some good vibes, and that's what we do here. Cause you know, I see a lot of negativity, a lot of bullshit going around on these timelines. And that's not what we ever going to be doing here. Anything you see from TTL Sports Media. You see that You see that crest down there below my partner's head? That right over yonder? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, look here. I can do it like this. Watch here. Check this out. That one right there. Oh. That one right there. You see that? <laughs> no bullshit. No negativity. No toxicity when that crest is live and in prime time. Now, I will be taking it away, but you can also see it in another area on this screen. And the positive vibes will continue to flow. But there you go. There you have it. Uh, TTL Cruise, best bets of the day. Recapped for you in a few brief <laughs> seconds. Sorry, another fucking rabbit hole. What the hell is going on today? Good vibes. Good energy. That's all that's going on, my friends. So, without further ado, because I always forget that I'm producing the damn show too, as well as hosting it and talking to my partner over there, uh, TTL Crew's best bets of the day for this beautiful Wednesday of bets, also known as December the 15th, 2021, are now live in prime time behind the crew and on your screen. Please turn your attention directly above us for our match. Just made it. I, I thought you, uh, oh yeah, we did. I thought you were about to say something, so I wanted <laughs> to stop. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? We're always in sync, folks. I always know when he's got something he's about to say right there. So, hey, just made it. We're in prime time. Please. Turn your attention. All the way above us, you got to go through a couple of letters to get to our mags picks, the top left portion of your screen. Two best bets coming at you today, both from the NBA hardwood. He is taking the San Antonio Spurs, minus three, and the Denver Nuggets, minus 
four. Turn your attention to the right side of your screen. The mid-major king has once again entered the chat, and he is hammering in. It's, uh, Chattanooga Moccasins, plus five. The Marshall Thundering Herd, plus three and a half. The Akron Zips, plus three and a half. The Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, plus 11. The Portland Pilots, back in action, plus 17 and a half. Far too many points. And the Weber State Wildcats, plus two and a half. Honestly, fine with a point to even two points movement in either direction on all of those plays. Kindly turn your attention directly above us. Haven't got to play them for a long time because they haven't had value like this. Slightly undervalued on the road against the Arizona Wildcats are the Northern Colorado Bears. Those Wildcats coming off of that loss to the Shambana U of I fighting Illini. Uh, Bit of a letdown spot here. So we're taking Northern Colorado plus 24 and a half for the Wednesday Warrior. The Wednesday Warrior and uh, goes into the parlay pop-off, combines with one of my plays, one of Mag's plays, turns into the Wednesday parlay pop-off. Three legs one more time on that bad boy. Northern Colorado plus 24 and a half. The San Antonio Spurs minus three. And the Denver Nuggets minus four for grand total odds of plus 589 last time I checked. And my friends... Before we can get all 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> 10 best bets of the day to the pay window and dive deep in the trenches for today's battle with the books. We need you to lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing. And whatever the current best line is on you. Favorite sports book. Oh, I love it. You did love mention uh, Arizona coming off a loss. Uh, as far uh, as coming off a win, I apologize. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. If anyone was listening five minutes ago, they heard us talk about them winning. So whatever. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was cooking right along there, ah, and uh, yeah. Nailed. There you go. There you have it. TTL Crew's best bets of the day. Okay, you might have saw in there while you were watching. Uh, listen to the old recap for all of those audio listeners out there. Uh, Money line dice roll was on the screen. That is the next segment of the day. Hopefully the dice are not acting up, not doing uh, their usual nonsense. But once again, going to the NBA hardwood, and uh, we are going to the matchup between the Wizards and the Kings tonight. Partner, for all of our kind viewers out there, since we've already looked into it, can you be so kind as to tell us where this game's being played at? Who's the favorite? Who's the dog? What's the total being set at? And once you do, I'll grab these cubicle objects to be known as the Moneyline Dice and uh, let them roll. All righty, my friend. You mentioned it. We are in, uh, well, I don't know if you mentioned where we are, but it is Wizards Sacramento in Sacramento. Kings are the home mm. team tonight. Uh, the Wizards are the road favorite. Minus one and a half on the spread. Over under sitting at 225 and a half. Both teams scuffling right now, my friends. Uh, at least looking at the last five, Wizards failed or dropped four of the last five straight up. 0-4-1 on the spread last five, and while the Kings are 0-3 last three ATS and straight up. So both teams looking rough right now. A lot of money coming in on the Wizards right now, partner. We'll see if the dice buy into that or if they're fading some of that monetary liability. If it's accurate, 60% of bets on the Wizards and 93% of money on the Washington Wizards. Sounds good. Ready to rock and roll are the money line dice. Uh, so one more time, just so I'm on the same page, Wizards minus one and a half on Tay Road. And total one more time for me. 225 and a half. Okay, 225 and a half. I thought that's what you had said. All right, without further ado, my friends, 
The Moneyline dice are now on set. They have entered the chat, and they are ready to rock and roll. They are now 1-1 one one on the week, and they have exited Fade Territory. So for the first time here today, we now find out. Don't know why Mags made that face. Hopefully nothing happened. 4-11-1 are the Wizards on the road against the spread. Oh, boy. So without further ado, the Dice are going to pretend they didn't hear that and keep their opinions unbiased. So without further ado, we all find out whether they're taking the home team Sacramento Kings or the away team Washington Wizards in 3, in 2, in 1. Home. Okay. Home team. Home okay. team. Home team. Home team. That is an H. That is all right, Dice. Team. We'll see. We'll see. Roll number two, are we going to the money line, getting a little juicy, or are we getting the point and a half backing? Boy, oh boy, I sure hope we're getting the point and a half backing. That would be pretty damn sweet. I didn't drop it. It's on my desk. Here we go. Everything's good. We all find out if we're going to the money line or taking the number in three, in two, in one. Money line. Okay. Money okay. line. Straight up. No funny business with the old fingers. Money line. First unofficial pick, Sacramento Kings. Money line from the money line dice. Now, will they be doubling down for yet the third day in a row? Will they be going to the opposite team and say, hey, boy, sorry, we messed up. We need a re-roll. Or are they saying, fooey to all of that nonsense, giving us two tickets today and going to the total? I don't know. Neither does Mags. You guys don't either, but we all find out in three, in two, in one. Under! All right. Under, under, Interesting. Under. Interesting. The big U, the big U. Okay. Okay, Dice. A little skeptical, but okay, Dice. Sure. Kings are getting waxed on the defensive end of the, the floor. The Dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take two, count them, one, two, Tickets to the window today. It doesn't matter what, no, tonight. It doesn't matter what they've done defensively in the past. We will hear none of the qualms. We will hear none of the quarries. We will hear none of the bullshit. My friends, not per me, not per mags, but per the all-knowing cubicle objects that be the money line dies hammering right here, right now. The Sacramento Kings money line and under 225 and a half in their matchup tonight with the Washington Wizards. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Hey, I'm hating, but I don't know shit about this matchup, man. I just Neither said 4-11 and 1 AR. Oh. The Wizards on the road, ATS, so. That's I why we know. don't have a best bet out of this matchup if the no. fucking Dice do. So there no. you go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, it's time to put the uh, Dice to bed. Get on with the second half of the show. Thank you, I was Dice. trying to figure out. I don't See know if it was... I don't know if it was clickbait or not, but it, uh, I saw something that De'Aaron Fox had some uh, interesting words about his team. Said mm. uh, I uh, hadn't, I hadn't really. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. I had never lost until I got here. Something along those lines, as far as uh, not his fault that they suck. Well, sounds like it's time to bring back the gossip, bring back the drama and all the nonsense that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get, but we <laughs> do it in our own way, just like the only way the TTL crew knows how. That's wild, that's banana, that's nonsense, and unfiltered, and we don't think about what comes out of the mouth before it does, unlike some of those FCC fellas. That all being said, <laughs> Barner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the folks that joined us on episode number 183 <laughs> of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful 
Weird, uh, hey, global warming's here, December 15th, 2021. All right, dude. No sports talk. Well, I'm sure we'll get into some sports talk talk Mm. in a second. But as far as this, throwing a little uh, wrench in uh, what we usually do here on the sidebar. Sign me up. Little uh, fun fact type shit here. A little two truths and a lie. Not about us. Not personal facts, whatnot. Actual uh, WTF facts type shit here. So I'm going to give you three facts. Two of them are true. One of them is false. Love it. Let's go. Humans are the only known animals whose brain shrinks over time. Well, if that's true, that's fucked. Like I said, two truths, one lie. (laughs) Just let, let you think of that one for a second. Uh, soda pop causes more weight gain than any other food or drink. I buy that. I buy that show. Number three, the world's biggest tire manufacturer is Lego. The old Lego toys, biggest tire manufacturer in the world. Two of them are true. One of them is false. Humans only known animals whose brain shrinks over time. Soda pop causes more weight gain than anything. And the, uh... The fun world of Lego is actually the biggest tire manufacturer in the world. Which one is the lie? I know number three to be a truth because I've seen uh, Discovery Channel in the past. I used to be a fucking banana nerd about uh, bananas nerds about fucking watching Mythbusters and all the how okay. it's made and all that shit. So I know Lego does make fucking tires and rubber. No, that's true. Um, number two, that seems pretty, pretty well, remind me of that one again. So are you for sure calling that Lego one a fact? Yeah, well, yeah. So here's what I'll say. I'll say number two and three, because I can't remember two. Two and three are the truths. And number one, the human brain doesn't shrink over time. I'm going to say that. So two truths and, and the lie is the human brain shrinking. False. Damn. False. At least Damn. known. Human's brain, only one. That's why, uh, I mean, I'm not, uh, you well, know, the then what makes guy you, ever. Then what makes I'm you not, a fat ass? Potato chips. Oh. Potato chips was the best. Soda pops up there. Or hey, sugar-infused hey, drinks. That was up out. there. Check it out. It was you like top what? three. I don't got any any flubber flowing underneath hey. the arms or anything. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big boy. I you know, but my 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 secret craving, my secret uh, you know thing. Like, I don't really eat sweets. I don't really do shit. Potato chips are my fucking shit. Potato yeah, chips are my shit, dude. I will crush a whole big bag to myself in one ten minute setting. Yeah. You let me do it. I promise. Yeah. And I know you're the same. I know you love some oh. good ass fucking chips. You stick me in the fucking Walmart aisle, which yeah. is all hey, oh, oh, deal here. Buy two, get one. Buy three, get four. Yeah. Get five, get what am I doing? Next thing I know, I have a cart filled with potato chips. If well, I could uh, never have potato chips again, it'd be a lonely, lonely life. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, so interesting. I mean, I, uh, I guess I could totally believe the Lego thing because it was like, oh, mm-hmm. they are tiny, but they, I mean, they, they, you know, they push out millions and millions of tiny little tires. So that's true. So uh, that was yeah. the lie? No, no, the brain, the human brain was the lie. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, or no, I, sorry. Yeah. The potato chips was the lie. Uh, the soda pop potato chips weight gain, that was Fuck, the lie. We're the human all over brain the map. does shrink. Uh, over time, it is the only. That's like why yeah, dementia, that's Alzheimer. That's why those problems can occur. That type of shit. So uh, uh, there you go. But uh, yeah, I, I've been cutting back my potato chips because uh, my significant other also destroys bags of potato chips. So I was getting to the point where we would buy them. I would, you know, be excited to eat them. Get home and. It, but she does this thing where she leaves me like the time. You know, when you like get to the bottom and it's like, oh, that, like there's some in there, but it's not the best. I'll roll that up and leave that in there so I get, you know, and I'm just like, I would forget that we had these chips at all, but if you leave me these, I'm going to, I'm going to be upset. 
<laughs> be a little bit salty. Listen, if you just buddy. ate them all and throw them away, I wouldn't. I forgot we had them. I would have forgot we had them. But you're leaving hey, just the page. Page, if you are watching the show, uh, hey, 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 you're gonna have to pay the piper later, pal. And I didn't. I am not the one. I just stopped buying chips for us. That's the, <laughs> that's the shit that happened. For fuck's sake. Oh fuck! I love it. I love it. Hey, a little, a uh, little different spin to the sidebar <laughs> there today. A little two truths and make us all fucking smarter. So the human brain does shrink over time. Only uh, mammal or animal to do so, correct? Only no. Is that what, only no mammal? Okay, okay. No. Uh, also, Lego, biggest tire manufacturer in uh, America or the, the world. world? The world. The world, okay. So now we all know that. And Global we also brand. know that pop, while it does not have the most advantageous supplemental value in the world, does not make you as much of a fat ass as does crutching an entire bag of potato chips. Thanks for making us all smarter, partner. I appreciate you over there, pal. I try. I try. Uh, <laughs> hey, couple other fucking rabbit holes here, dude. Um, Steph Curry, shout out. Every yes. other number 2974. What did he end up finishing with uh, last night, Mr. NBA man? Ooh, that's a good question. I uh, wasn't stat tracking after that. I watched the game uh, for the most part. I was, I was actually bouncing around. Had a little bit of action on that one. I ended up doing with the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors game was crazy. I was starting to. I I was really worried because I was worried that I was going to be the uh, the guy with the, you know, sportsbook and sig shout out with his CLV trash can <laughs> Raptors eight Raptors five five and a half. Yeah, it went to overtime yeah. and I'm like oh no oh no. But I ended up uh, I had a little risk free parlay through together at uh, even after the drop that I a uh, small one but I cashed that one so that was nice. But you're uh, on a little parlay streak here, dude. You need to start putting these things out or maybe not because then you do and then the gambling gods will see it and they'll start That's crushing every I one know. of them so. I, I, I understand it, but, uh, i understand i understand also like 22 points time. what the fucking fuck 22 <laughs> points for steph five threes so i think he actually went over we tweeted out in or you tweeted out we put it he on instagram the uh, over under i believe it was five and a half stayed under that at five yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I know a lot of people in spots like those where the uh, you know these numbers are going to be inflated inflated because everyone's watching and everyone wants to bet something uh, yeah. So I think he stayed under his point total, 22. He definitely stayed under point total at 22. And then five threes also stayed under. So did you see that that was the most uh, expensive Knicks regular season ticket of all time? Uh, did we talk about it on the show yesterday? Of, uh, I don't think so. Uh, maybe it was post-show of Rob Perez like tweeting out the ticket price of trying yeah, to get into after. the garden. Yeah, I think that was after the show. Either way, yeah, absolutely bananas, most expensive bro. expensive ever yeah, in Knicks I mean, history, yeah. I mean, they're, well, for crying out loud, I mean, yeah, if you know that's happening and everybody knows Steph, like, he's he's our generational player, you know, like, I'm, and, mm-hmm. and don't, oh, dude, okay, so I'm going to go into another rabbit hole here in a Do second, it. but Steph is our Jordan, okay? I'm not saying he's fucking Michael Jordan, no, I get what okay? You're why, I'm, and I'm not directing this at you, Mags, why are NBA fans so weird? Why the instant that one man breaks a record, sets something, does something fucking amazing that no other human being will ever accomplish in their entire life and cements their legacy in history forever. Why do NBA fans feel the need to fucking get into a Jordan-LeBron fucking debate on Twitter when they have nothing to do with the whole fucking thing and then find a whole other way to, oh, look, oh this was stupid, you know, Steph would never survive in the 80s and 90s. Stop with Dude. the 70s, 80s, 90s, 40s, what the fuck ever well, it is now. It is the 21st century. I don't even care that much about the NBA and it pisses me off. Please, well, partner, dude. I digress. Why are NBA fans so weird and why do they feel the need to do it? 
That I don't know. I don't know how I can answer that question. The one I don't know if you're referring to a certain tweet from someone that I didn't know who it was. I'm going to try and find it again as far as Steph would have never done this. These three records don't mean anything in 2021. He would have never done this in the 80s or 90s. First of all, that's fucking ludicrous because it was like, oh, the defense and teamwork. He would never make his ball movement and, uh, you know, off ball movement would have shattered the minds of all the like this hard nosed pushy. He would have. He doesn't stop. He his, doesn't stop. His, the reason his, why his, he his, can shoot 43s a game is because he doesn't fucking stop. And I saw somebody game bitching. 10 I, years ago, he would have changed it 30 years ago. And it would have been now, if he was alive in the 80s, 90s, the game would be f- even crazier because he would have changed any era. He would. And again, I agree with you. We're not trying to say he's Jordan. Jordan's our goat. I, I put LeBron second of all time. We're not even saying that, but as far as popularity and what he's done, he literally changed the game. Uh, and now it's kind of reverted back a tiny bit this year with those rule changes, which wasn't really him. They, uh, you know, just everyone was, you know, they made rule changes for 140 point games and trying to get as many points as possible, which they've uh, rightfully and, uh, you know, for the sake of entertainment drawn back, but he changed the game and he would have changed it in any decade and he would have been fantastic in any decade not to mention he's going to play at high level for another years and uh, for five more years and put up another two thousand threes, and his record's going to be untouchable so any hate on the man is just ludicrous it's ludicrous uh, it's ludicrous and and i saw somebody bitching that he was oh he, he, he shoots 33s a game uh, that's so stupid that would not true. Didn't fucking stop like stop him from shooting that many games. Like who the fuck cares? Maybe he's right. just, maybe he's just hot and he only shoots sixteen and he goes fourteen for sixteen. He's just an excellent fucking shooter. Like I, yeah. I don't know. It just makes it's my brain shooter of all time, short. Period. It just makes my brain short circuit. And I agree with you on that, dude. No, it's just like what the close. fuck is wrong with you people? Why? Why? Why can't we just be happy for fucking Steph? He put in two thousand four hundred and seventy. Fucking four three-pointers in his career, and he's not done. He's no. not done. I saw one. I think it was uh, Pablo, Pablo Torre, I think it was, who was like, with everything going on right now, this thing ain't over. If Ray Allen wants to pop back in and uh, make a run at this thing, and <laughs> this ain't over. And I was hey, like, hey, damn. Hey. I, like, he's absolutely not going to do that, but he ain't wrong. <laughs> but yeah, he ain't wrong. But also at the same time, like what you closed with saying there, I mean, the next five years, Steph could drop in another 2,000, and he's, he, I mean, also, he is even further cemented in, in history. And like worst case scenario, he, if he wanted to play until he's like 45, worst case scenario, he's a spot up corner three and he's going to make 100 threes a game as some old, you know, uh, totally different per- version of himself. But if you want mm. to do he could, he's going to score 5,000 if he really wants to, man. It's it's ludicrous. Uh, I'm glad that's where you went because uh, as much as I love the NBA, sometimes the, uh, you know, the conversations drive me nuts, man. Same. And speaking of ludicrous, partner, uh, keeping this second half of the show steaming on down the tracks, I appreciate the conversation on the NBA, even though I still don't really understand what the hell's wrong with people. (laughs) What the fuck's up with this Sean Payton movie with uh, Kevin James starring as the Sean Payton? I don't really fucking understand it. I'm not really getting it. I get the whole premise of the, the, like, the actual plot of the movie that, okay, yeah, he gets kicked out of the league for a year, and, uh, oh, hey, hey, spoiler alert, he goes back and he coaches his son's fucking high yeah, school we all team, know and, the story. And they're, and they're they're a bunch of fucking bums, and then he coaches them back up. You know what Drew Brees would do? He would go back and he would fucking work harder than all of you other dumb sons of bitches that are leaving practice early. And, what? I, I, I don't, I, he, he, he's still in the league, number one. Yeah. Number two, 
Nothing like this has ever happened to Sean Payton. Number three, Kevin James. Clown Blart. No disrespect to Kevin James in certain roles. I do. Certain roles. Uh, I'm okay the king, with them. But. The king of queens. You know, Doug Heffernan. I, I, uh, but at the point where he ooh. went Paul Blart, you can't then come back all the way back into being Sean Payton. You just now can't. He's, I don't now know he's who would be my choice. I, I, I don't know that this movie like would be dude. my choice. I don't know. Partner, I've said it millions of fucking times before. Somewhere in this world, matter of fact, in this United States of America, there was a group of people in some big old shiny fucking building while we sit here and grind our knuckles to the bone. <laughs> they were up in some big old shiny fancy building sitting around a table saying, boy, oh boy, we need to give some people some good quality content to go out to the movie theaters again and watch after this son of a bitch Uncle COVID dies down. They think, ah, we could... Do Pulp Fiction too? Nah, nah, nah. Tarantino will never come out. He won't ever. He, he won't do it again. He wants to do one movie and then he's going into retirement. Oh, what? What about we? We this time of the year, you know, we could we could bring back It's a Wonderful Life and and no, no, we're not doing it. That's a classic. We don't want to ruin it. We don't want to bring anybody back. Oh, sports movie. I got it. You know, the Saints are kind of struggling this year. You know, Sean Payton. He's been in the. What if we did a movie about Sean Payton? Kyle, why would we do a movie about Sean Payton? I don't know, because I love the Saints. What? <laughs> what kind of fucking sense does that make? Hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it, guys. Hold on. His son sucks at football. His son plays. He is not a good dad, not present in his life. Jerks the tears of women, men, and children worldwide. And they come in, and they pay millions for it. My friends, I have the idea. There was a group of humans that sat around a table and said they had an idea about this movie, and I don't know about it all, partner. I don't know about it all. I, I think it would still be ridiculous. And again, I don't want to throw this much disrespect at at, uh, at Kevin James. Mm. When mm -hmm. I think of Kevin James, like I think I would still be throw be I think no, I would still him. not watch and I think it would still be ridiculous if it was somebody that I could see as Sean Payton. I would still say I, I don't need to watch this. But at the point where you're putting a guy that's been Paul Blart. And all these other roles, as uh, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it at all. I don't get it, man. And uh, you're not gonna find me watching it. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this is a classic case of the internet bullying this movie out of uh, uh, into extinction altogether before it sees the light of day. If I'm being totally honest, it's, it's got to be a joke. It's got to be a joke. It has to be a joke, Max, because they gave away the whole fucking movie. You know the whole point, yeah. the plot, the whole point. It has to be a joke. They don't do that with movies, like. They give away good parts of the trailer and the scenes and shit, but the, it was literally the like whole maybe, movie in succession, bro. Like, come I on. I might be more interested if That's they just said real. if they didn't say the name Sean Payton and they just said this is a football movie about a guy that coached in the NFL, got kicked out, and has to go to high school. Cool. I might be more interested maybe in I'm that. In. Maybe, maybe. I'm in. probably not. But what? I at least like I could see that. Okay, okay, Kevin James, perfect role, fine. And all these goofy ass I kids, sure, great, but. Sean Payton, man. Get, get I also out of here. I also say this a lot. What are we doing? What what what, what, what are we doing out here? This this don't make any type of shit. I, I partner. I think it's a joke. I swear it's a joke. I really think it is. Seriously, it has to be <sighs> to get Speaking us off of, this rabbit hole, partner. Yeah. A little bit of a breaking news. Not earth shattering, but kind of historic. Uh, college football recruiting news. I do believe it is National Signing Day. Number two overall college football recruit Travis Hunter has flipped from Florida State and is signing with 
Deion Sanders at FCS Program Jackson State, mm, my friend. Wow. Deion Sanders hinted at this, that he was about wow. to pull off something historic. And uh, first five-star high school football prospect to sign with an FCS team since uh, ESPN started these rankings in 06. So C.C. John Rothstein, the transfer portal, we break for no one. Holy well, this is recruiting this is high school recruiting, not transfer. Oh, I forgot that wasn't in. Uh, yeah, that, that, so sorry. it wasn't. He like didn't sign old, with my brain yeah, went yeah. to a whole different spot. Okay, yeah. So same, same, way, though, same, same kind of the same fucking deal. Did he decommit from FSU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Flipped his commitment. That's what it is. Yep. <laughs> the fucking knolls well, not are pissed. The knolls are pissed. Fucking fantastic for Dion, but uh, where F, uh, where Florida State is right now, that's a fucking knife to the chest, that's my a, friend. Oh no, no, that is a. That's a knife straight to the nutsack, dude. That's yeah, just yeah. like that. That uh, they He's just been took committed their manhood. Since March they of twenty twenty. Oh, he just took their manhood. He just took their manhood. Oh, they needed it. They needed it. It's not good. good. For Dion, it's man. not good, dude. Good, good for hey, Dion. Good for Dion. Whatever he's building down there in Jackson State. Hey, good for him. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it all pays off. But year, uh, <laughs> I fucking hope they are. I hope they can get into freaking FBS territory and get out of the FCS. I mean, could you imagine? That would be insane. Be insane. They can start awesome. recruiting guys and start getting people like, damn, look what Coach Dion's doing down there. Maybe I do transfer like, to Jackson State. Like, I, I think if he wanted to, he could probably, no, not even probably, especially after that, he could definitely get up to an F, He himself could move up to an FBS program. It doesn't seem like he wants to. I think no. he wants to build Jackson State into something. I think so, man. I think he, he connected. Um, I watched... I watched a little bit of that that Barstool show that he has. Um, oh yeah, I don't know the name, but I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it's called, but yeah, like what he's building down there. I mean, seems like a legit culture. Like he's flipping the entire script. Like it doesn't yeah. look like he's doing it for the cameras or shit either. Like you know, you can kind of tell for sure when somebody's oh, fucking got a whole different personality in front of the cameras. And I mean, he's Dion's gonna be Dion prime time regardless, whatever. Right. But at the same time, I think he is maybe one of the best blessings that that Jackson State team could have ever got as far right. as a football coach so speaking of uh college football partner look at me in segways today we're about to go bowling this weekend uh college bowls start up this upcoming weekend this upcoming weekend nothing crazy um there were a couple i just wanted to shout out um i'm sure we will be covering them on cup of joe on campus however they are worth mentioning because uh you know just wanted to uh touch base on these bad boys we got uh if this was a college basketball game you know i would be all over it we're actually betting on this team here today middle tennessee plus 10 against the toledo rockets in college football would probably take the rockets minus 10 if i'm going anywhere in that game you think so i need to dive in more into middle tennessee but kind of just feels like a de facto action game where i might be interested in the dog like i said not too uh knowledgeable on old middle tennessee so maybe i'm eating my words here in a couple days but uh, i might be interested in the dogs maybe um let's see here western kentucky against app state this one should be good uh lined open up at two and a half in favor of app state it's now holding pretty firm at uh three across the market total is at 68 opened up at 66 and a half uh i am definitely interested in that over i think both teams get to 30 no problem um at least 35 no problem i see this game getting to 70 bare minimum so if it goes to 70 i wouldn't take anything over than that but i think this bad boy is a high scoring affair UTEP uh, Miners going up against the Fresno State Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs are just being a little bit overvalued, minus 11.5. UTEP's been able to smack some teams in the mouth. Actually, line opened up 14.5, down to 11.5 now um, since that open. 
UAB at BYU. Now, this one I would be interested in laying the touchdown with BYU. They've been decent so far this year. Um, however, maybe as I talk about it, I'm a little bit more interested in grabbing the seven points with UAB, who has been kind of a sneaky team. Uh, it's bowl season, man. Who knows? Maybe worth yeah. a look there as well. I would say the under 55 in that game. I am... Uh, yeah, I'm not super prevy on it, but I'm pretty sure both teams are damn good defensively. Uh, Eastern Michigan, Liberty. This one should be a good game. I would take Eastern Michigan plus nine and a half. Mac bowl action. I just, I, I think that's what it, Liberty's a good team, but not ten and a half points better. I think Oregon State is going to be extremely overvalued against Utah State. Um, laying the seven and a half. I hate it that I'm loving all of these dogs in this spot, but uh, Marshall, you never get them as a dog. I literally just talked about it. They're a five-point dog against ULL. Um, you ha Especially in a bowl game, you have to take Marshall. I think that'll probably be one of my best bets for this weekend. And especially, um, I think, with uh, ULL coming in at what everyone knows about them as five, five and a half, I think a lot of people are going to yeah. be drawn into that. And that, that actually wraps up this weekend of action because then – Bowl bowl action starts. Uh, Monday, we got Old Dominion Tulsa. Tuesday, we have 1-2 games. Uh, Wednesday, one game between Mizzou and Army. Thursday, 1-2 well, games. Friday, that one game. game. UTSA, San Diego State, man. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, gonna be there's, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a good one. Fucking UNT, Miami, Ohio, UCF, Florida, Memphis, Hawaii, Georgia State ball. Oh, my God. I mean, Nevada. I mean, this is going to be electric. Did Boston you... College, ECU. I didn't dive too that's, deep into this. Did you see the me. shit coming out about Hawaii's football program? That What's their coach their is program? like just some giant asshole, like no, like grinding them past the point of like past an acceptable point. I don't think I'm talking about my ass here. Like I said, I didn't really? dive too deep, but I don't think uh, the old uh, you know the Rainbow Warriors players and personnel are uh, too happy with their head coach there. Well, son of a bitch. Okay, well uh, there you go. There you have that. Uh, well, once it kicks off on Friday. Um, bowl season, it does not stop until January the 4th. Tuesday, January the 4th at 8 p.m. on ESPN between Gold Tigers and the Cats. Kansas State against LSU for uh, not sure what the hell that bowl is. Doesn't say where I'm looking. Texas Bowl, the 2022 Texas hey, Bowl. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, and then you got uh, the New Year's Six. Why is there only four? I'm not sure. Oh, because you got the – why? oh, fuck, I forgot they're playing the CFP on that Saturday, but so the Saturday hall oh, or the Friday, because New Year's Day is on the Saturday, I think. Either way, so yeah, you got the 31st, Cincinnati, Bama, UGA, Georgia, and Michigan, and then the first, uh, Penn State, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, North Dakota, North Dakota, <laughs> Notre Dame, what the fuck? <laughs> Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, uh, Iowa, and Kentucky, Ohio State, and Utah, and then Baylor and Ole Miss, so. We got uh, plenty of college basketball, or college basketball, college football, goodness fucking gracious, college football to uh, ingest, watch, bet on, banter about for the next oh, couple of weeks here. What are we working with? It's the 15th today, so one, two, about... With the uh, championship, it'll be about, about a month. About two weeks, yeah, about, about, uh, about two weeks here. Um, it's It won't be about a month, it'll be about two weeks. The champions. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, you got to play the championship. I forgot that it'd be after that. Okay, yeah. So you are on the right track. Uh, forget <laughs> me. I I don't know what the hell I'm saying. So yeah, about a month. There you go. There you have it. 
Uh, last but certainly not least, partner, only one other item I wanted to uh, say. Are sports about to be canceled again, or what the hell's going on? COVID kind of... Uh, I don't think so. I, I, worst uh, case, I feel hey, like they hey, might hey, just get hey. real stingy with some protocols, right? Yeah. I mean, because they've kind of gotten lax on that. Yeah. I'm a little nervous, but um, <laughs> we'll be sure to keep you guys updated if anything comes out. I mean, it's all over everything, obviously, but... Hey, at least uh, PGA is going to keep kicking regardless, I think. And old Uncle Dana is going to keep the UFC kicking. We oh, know that yeah. for sure. Yeah, so. Uncle Dana said no question about it. I mean, he's got the apex on lockdown if he needs to. He'll fucking quarantine fighters in the apex. Yeah, Bell ain't going to stop for nothing at this point in the season either. So Yeah, it would take something pretty drastic for, for that to happen. So I mean, the NBA really has been, I mean, obviously there's some stuff going around. But as far as any single team, really, our Bulls are the ones that have been getting ransacked the most so far as far as a single team's concerned. Hell yeah. I definitely agree with you there. Um, but, yeah, the NHL, too, is kind of having some mm-hmm. issues. So, COVID mm-hmm. just kind of popping up right now in sports. I don't know. Cold we'll weather, see. I think. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, T's and P's, everybody that's dealing with that son of a bitch. I battled him, got through him, but uh, he's a pain in the ass. I know. Okay, wrapping things up before we get into the final segment, my motivation minutes, and get you all out of here uh, for the first or the third Seamus plug of the day. The Wise Words podcast that drops at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time right in about 25 short minutes from now, uh, features a innovator, a young entrepreneur, an up-and-comer in the sports gaming industry, used to be a banking investment analyst, now is a uh, sports investment analyst of sorts. Uh, I suggest you tune in, suggest you get some knowledge and insights you won't find anywhere else from some of the brightest, sharpest, most electric names in all of the sports gambling Industry again drops on our YouTube channel, Talking the Line Sports Media, at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, today, December the 15th, and then we'll uh, be out on all major podcast directories following that. Uh, Cup of Joe on campus, as per usual, just mentioned that a little while ago, Saturday, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. We will see you. College bowl season and college basketball season is moving and grooving, so we're going to be back to having plenty of shit to talk about on Saturday. Your boy's got to get his license updated, uh, so got to be a little quicker on Saturday's episode, just so we're all on the same page. Uh, let's see here. Pick blog will be coming out. I was looking at some stuff. We got some solid value. Might have another DBAB parlay coming out. Parlay coming out. Uh, we got a solid card full of Brazilians, and you know you see it in my bio. Uh, hashtag don't bet against Brazilians. We might be getting into that world again. Uh, we'll definitely be dishing out UFC pick blog either way, but uh, just stay tuned until Saturday. Our Max has extra cheddar, yada, yada, yada. He'll have that shit out, you know, his Packers. Yeah, hey, I'm cooking but, along. Yeah, dude. he is cooking on. He is cashing some damn tickets. If you love the Packers, you like to just bet on props that'll you cash. You like to win in some money, You dude. like winning some money. Go check out uh, our Mag's Extra Cheddar blog. You can also check out all of our additional content, everything in between, on TalkingTheLine.com. Outside of that, nothing else I got, my friend. Uh, no other outstanding announcements for TTL here. Just be sure to tune into Wise Words, dropping now in about 23 short minutes. Uh, outside of that, partner, what say you? One last thing, and I'll let you take it away. A lot of people are already uh-huh. chatting about it on Twitter, but uh mentioned National Signing Day for college football. It was already pretty lopsided, but the old Big Ten football, my babies, uh, my uh, diehard nature of Big Ten football, I already knew they kind of need a little division shakeup. All the uh, best teams typically are in the uh, the East, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, the East, but the recruiting classes that just came out, the one through seven recruiting classes are all in the East. Eight through 14 are 
all in the West, my man. And I mean, mm. you kind of already knew that with Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State. But even Indiana, Rutgers, Maryland are five, six, and seven over Purdue, Minnesota, wow. Iowa, Illinois, Northwestern, wow. Wisconsin at thirteen, man. Wow. Ugh. And Nebraska at fourteen. I don't know how Scott Frost is still holding on to a job over there, but uh, that recruiting class ain't going to help him out too much uh, in the near future. No. I would say so. I'm surprised they ain't gave him the shit can yet. That uh, that still really surprised me. I thought he would be one of the ones to go with Manny Diaz right around that time, but I guess not. I guess uh, Scott Frost stays uh, husking corn for the time being. So Good grief. Thank you, partner, for the last late-breaking news. We'll uh, be sure to stay updated. I got to get that monster truck flip uh, going back on the old Twitter without some nonsense. Uh, (laughs) We'll uh, be talking about National Signing Day, of course. I have a little extra sum-sum to talk about. And uh, then we got some college basketball ticket cashing to do here shortly. So let's get everybody on out of here for Wise Words Drops in about now 21 short minutes. We all need a little extra inspiration and positivity in our lives. So final segment of the day. Something I promised to always do, my Motivation Minutes. Now, I can't take uh, credit for the quote here today. Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes I do quotes. Sometimes uh, I like to expand upon somebody else's message. And today, that person's message is from the legendary Tony Robbins. If you know uh, motivation in any form or fashion, Tony's one of those guys that uh, when he walks into a room, you you fucking know Tony Robbins is in a room. And he's one of a kind, and he's uh, been doing this for a long time. And someone that uh, I would love to meet sometime and uh, have our paths crossed. But I actually found a uh, great quote of his this morning as I was kind of uh, formulating what I was going to bring to you guys today. And his quote that he said was, stay committed to your decision, but stay flexible in your approach. And one more time, because I think, damn, that's, that's powerful. Stay committed to your decision, but stay flexible in your approach. And I was having a conversation last night about the fact of why things fail. And so many people will talk about... Um, it seems like when you want to take on a, a dream or a passion or, or go on a journey that you'll hear us talk about today on the Wise Words Pod, um, there's always that chance of failure. And everybody wants to talk about failure and, oh, what if this fails and this and that. And you know what's funny is I kind of got to thinking about it because it was kind of weighing on me. Like, what what the fuck? You know, like we're obviously on that journey too. Like what if TTL fails and what if that? And I was like, you know, Nothing ever fails. Nothing really fails at all. When you think about it, if you just continue to work and you continue to put forth your best effort and you don't quit, it's not going to fail. As long as you just keep working at whatever the hell it is that you're working at, it's going to come to fruition. If you stop, that's when it fails. And the thing is, is everybody is so accustomed and used to just being able to quit, pull the plug, stop, back out whenever they can in this life, in any situation they want in this life. And they know that if they take on all the risk and the responsibility and all this shit that it takes to chase a dream, chase a passion, start a business, start a brand, whatever it might be, they know they can't back out. And they know they don't have that option because then they immediately become a failure. So, my friends, if you're on that journey... It's not going to fail. Things fail and ideas and businesses and personal brands fail because people quit. Things stop growing when you stop watering them. I said it months ago. The grass is greenest where you water it. If you want something to grow, you want something to expand, evolve, move, shake, groove, bake, go water it. 
go plant those seeds again. If you decided to walk away and it's still itching at you, go scratch that son of a bitch. Stop ignoring it. Because the only time you fail and can be a failure is when you quit. Period. Point blank period. You cannot tell me there's any other argument on this planet. The only way you can fail is if you quit. And the only way something will be a failure or not succeed is what I should start saying is the only way something will not succeed is if you quit. If you just keep going, you keep getting up every day and going to work. You might not have the clearest picture. You might not have the slightest idea of what the fuck is actually going on, but you know how to work and you know how to give your best effort. Sometimes that's all you need to do. And even when you feel like quitting, don't. And in the words of the legendary Jim Valvano, as we exit V-Week here uh, on this beautiful Wednesday, don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day. Love it, my man. Uh, we are getting close to Wise Words Wednesday, so I will not uh, add too many other thoughts, but I love that one. No doubt about it, my friend. Spoke myself in the damn eye, but I appreciate <laughs> you, my friend. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, you are correct. 17 short minutes until the drop of the Wise Words pod, so that officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Certainly seems like it does it for this episode of the Wise Words podcast. Yep, that would be it. Okay, there those bad boys go. Outside of that, my friends, my friend, rather, anything else from your side of the screen? No, sir. Okay, well, there is only one final thing left that I know how to do. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, from myself and Mags, I crack myself up sometimes, from myself <laughs> and Mags, thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 183 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful December the 15th, 2021, also known as CC, the Talking the Line podcast 2021. Beautiful Wednesday of bets. We have plenty of trips to the pay window ahead of us, so please get on your jogging shoes because we will be making plenty of trips to it. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of our heart, all of your support, your subscriptions, your likes, your follow, your feedback, everything in between. I could uh, mention a million and one things, but we see you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to continue to keep chasing our dream, our passion, go through this journey and bring you our insights and analysis and dive into some rabbit holes with us every single day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means more than you know. Last but certainly not least, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday unless you have any other plans whatsoever. If you plan on coming to the next episode of the Talking the Line podcast, I suggest you take the over once again. But for now, my friends, I say unto you, as I've said now 182 other times, now about to be the 183rd, let's cash some tickets. <laughs>